Welcome to the Morning Star Show with Super Sly 75. You're listening to onthewakeupradio.com. Sign up for otwtube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Shout out to our super producer, Cindy Ashby. All shows are live on thewakeupradio.com. Catch replays on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, as well as otwtube.com. And now back to your host, Super Sly 75. Listen, had a power outage. Y'all know I'm out here in California. You know the weather is, is, is doing its own thing, okay? So y'all bear with me. I was not being a foodie, not being a fatty. I'm out running different stores and the power was out. So now we back, we back, okay? There. Kiana, what's happening? Mr. K2B2 Tavares. Wow, Captain CPT, that's so, that's so messed up. T, what's happening? That's funny. Hey, there she is. Are you watching the Oscars? I'm watching the Oscars. Let's talk about the Oscars real quick. Yeah, that's what, yeah, what it do, what it do. Oh, yo, it's lightning. So if it. If this show ends for whatever, if this ends, this stream, it'll be because of a power outage. So whatever happens tonight, when if the power goes out, no matter what time, tonight or tomorrow, I will come back to finish this. But y'all just, it's kind of. The weather's kind of crazy out here, so just keep in mind if this ever stream stops for whatever reason tonight. Um, yeah, what would they say when when it's raining and thundering? The devil beating his woman—that's what's happening right now. The devil's wife is getting her ass whooped. All right, so that's that's what's going on right now. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about. Yeah, it's very real, bro. <laughs> it's real, real. Oh, <laughs> it's real, real. Listen. Let's talk Oscars real quick. The one award that only black folk cared about to even tune in to watch. Y'all didn't win it. And, and just let me sit, say this. Just be honest with yourselves. The white man's award matters. Not the NAACP, not BET, none of that. The white man's award matters the most and that the sooner y'all understand and realize that and admit that to yourselves the sooner off everybody will be angela bassett did not win best supporting actress for her role in black panther i don't even know why even people even thought she had a shot i don't even know why people even I guess I could see why they thought she had a, a legit shot. But if you watch the rest of those movies, that uh, the, 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 the competition, everything, everywhere, all at once, everybody from Angela Yo, that entire cast, you know what I'm saying? If they all won, I wouldn't be surprised. That was a phenomenal movie. Phenomenal. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, one day, right, right now, I ain't, I ain't tripping off that shit right now, but, um, Let's just get into this real quick, man. So let's do the Oscar update. Let's do the Oscar update because it's currently going on right now. 
So here's what everybody was looking. So here's what I, okay. So we haven't done best picture yet. I think, um, so for me, it's a three, it's a three race, a three picture race between all quiet on the Western front, the Banshees of in Sharon and oh, four, everything, everywhere, all at once or the Fablemans. Okay. Though one of those four movies are going to win, win best picture. Best actor, I, I think it should, I, it's between Frazier, Farrell, and Nagy. But I think Brandon Frazier should win for, for The Whale. I hope he does. Uh, best actress, I could see it going to Michelle Yeoh for uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Michelle Williams for Fablemans. Uh, possibly Kate Blanchett for Tar. Okay. Now, here's what everybody was, <laughs> this is what black folk cared about. Best supporting actress. She didn't win. Jamie Lee Curtis won. Jamie Lee Curtis won. And let me show y'all proof of how much the white man's award matters to black people. Let me show y'all her reaction. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. This woman was dejected. She was heartbroken. She didn't win. Now, you all sit here and tell me every year, every couple of years, you Negroes talking about let's boycott the Grammys. Let's boycott the Oscars. Shut up. If you're one of those black people, that's always, we need to boycott these award shows because we're not recognized and our talents and shut up. Yeah. She won. Sis. I'm not surprised. I'm not going to sit. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. She, she, she played the character so good. I hated her at first, but then I was rooting for her towards the end because she had a redemption arc. She had a character redemption arc for anybody that watched has seen everything everywhere all at once. She was the, the IRS audit lady and Michelle Yeoh's character family business. She was their agent and she was trying to shut them down because they didn't have all the paperwork, whatever. I hated her character at first, but then towards the end, I was like, yeah, yeah. And her and old Michelle Yeoh's character had a connection. I think then in one, in one reality, they were lovers Bruh, just okay. So let me get let me get out. Let me go ahead and say, listen. Jamie Lee, Jamie, that woman's woman on suicide watch. So somebody do a wellness check. Somebody do a wellness check on Angela Bassett. Even Jamie Lee was like, "What?" Jamie Lee, she said, "Shut up." She. Sh- Jamie Lee Curtis was like, what? Me? She said, shut up. Jamie Lee Curtis. She didn't see it coming, y'all. She didn't see it coming. Listen, this is how important the Oscars, the Emmys, the Tonys, okay? Stop lying to yourselves. Stop capping. Please, black people. These awards matter. They matter. Oh my God, man. She gonna Courtney Vance gonna have to hold her tonight because she gonna be crying up, up a storm tonight. Courtney Vance gonna have to hold her woman tight. Hold that woman tight, Courtney Vance, because your woman's gonna need your support. Just please, just just say what it is. Say yes, it matters. When have you ever seen somebody this this sad over losing a BET award or an NAACP Image Award or a Stellar Award? Never, never. You ain't never seen a black person. This, this just, yeah, dejected. Okay. Jamie Lee Curtis. That woman could even clap. 
she was so upset. Just please just admit to yourselves. These awards matter. They give you, they're the ultimate sign of validation. They're the ultimate sign of validation. All right, man. I, I feel bad for Courtney. He going to hold that woman tight tonight. Okay. Hella tight. She didn't even clap. She didn't even clap. But I love Jamie, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis because she did not expect Jamie to win. She said, shut up. I could not, and here, here's, here's another point where I, where I could not see them, see her winning. I could not see them giving her, and I'm talking Angela Bassett, I could not see them giving her Hollywood's or acting's highest uh, distinction for a comic book movie. Remember, this is the same Angela Bassett that thought she was too good to uh, do Monsters Ball. Okay, Hollywood does not forget. Hollywood has a very long memory. This is the same woman that criticized the writer and the director of Monsters Ball. She basically said, I'm too good to do Monsters Ball. Hallie scooped it up and what? And the rest is history, right? Right? Hallie said, well, shit, (laughs) man, I'm trying to win, bitch. (laughs) She scooped it up and the rest is history. Okay, yeah. Hey, what? Hey, what? Pusha T sick? Say, yo, she's sick, sick, sick. Jamie she's Lee sick, Curtis. sick, sick. She couldn't even clap for for. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't even clap. She couldn't even clap for that woman. <laughs> oh, she couldn't even clap for that woman, y'all. She couldn't even clap. I would have I would have looked at her differently after I mean, but once again, it's Hollywood. I mean you can't y'all can't y'all can't pick and choose, man. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. You can have a career in Hollywood and not do all the weird stuff, but you ain't gonna you're not, you know, you're not gonna get you're not gonna get an Oscar. You're not gonna have Academy Award winner registered trademark before they announce your name. She'll get, she'll have, she will have the, the distinction of being an Academy Award nominee. That's a win in itself. So every time they announce her name, moving on future projects, Academy Award uh, nominee, right in, in front of her name, moving forward. That's a win in itself. Yeah. Yeah. That's a win. Yeah, that's a win. So moving forward, every time you see Angela's name and, and credits and, and, projects moving forward it will say academy award nominee registered trademark angela bassett didn't have to do no weird stuff to get nominated okay but they're not going to reward this woman for a role in a comic book movie i I, say what you want doesn't matter how much money monies these movies generates hollywood still looks down on comic book movies okay matter of fact uh, Black Panther did win for best costume design. But God damn it. You, I would expect you to win because it's a comic book movie. So let's do an update. Let's see who's won what so far. Let's refresh. 
and this was not part of the show. This is totally impromptu because I, I had a whole different get down to talk about. So nothing else has popped off. Yeah. Okay. Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, okay. Yeah. Key Hugh Kwan short round from a Indiana Jones movie. He won best male supporting actor for everything, everywhere, all at once. Okay. And then we have Guillermo del Toro's uh, Pinocchio, which I still have yet to finish watching Pinocchio. Because that version of Pinocchio was pretty dark. Best documentary feature, uh, Nalvani, international movie. Uh-oh, all quite on the Western front. Watch out for that one. Here we go again. Best cinematography, all quite on the Western front. Okay, it's gaining steam. And that's, a, that's one of the best war movies since uh, Saving Private Ryan. I, it's right there. It's right there. All Quiet on the Western Front is right, is, is neck and neck, shoulder to shoulder with Saving Private Ryan. It's right there. If you haven't seen it, go see it. It's on Netflix. There we go. Best costume design, Black Panther. See, now, are y'all happy now, black people? Okay, black people happy? Best makeup and hairstyling. Oh, here we go. The whale, Brandon Frazier. If, you, if you've seen the whale, he's in a prosthetic suit, but you couldn't tell. You thought he was a real, a real fat dude, even though he did gain some weight for the, for the role. But, and okay, starting to, get, starting to gain some steam. Okay. Okay. All right, so that's where we're at right now with the Oscars. Listen, just please stop the cap and just admit to y'all selves that these awards are important and, are important, and that's okay. Okay. All right. Angela ain't got no one to sacrifice. That woman wanted to win, uh, Erica. You know what? Let me, let me run it back in case you didn't. This woman wanted to win, okay? She wanted to win. The look on her face, the dejected look, the look of defeat. This woman wanted to win, okay? Jamie Her face is tight. Just, just, I'm just saying. Oh, that's right. She wasn't an R8. All right. That's what's up. Yeah. She didn't get the big one. Listen, I just didn't see, I didn't see her, them giving it to her for a comic book movie. It's still a comic book movie. You gonna have to do some, yeah, you're gonna have to do a slave movie or, or, or you know what I'm saying? Oh, she, wasn't she nominated for uh the Tina Turner thing wasn't she nominated for that? Was luck got to do with it, right? That's right. They they gave her she was nominated for that. But uh, you gonna have to do some some way out stuff to win the big one. They're not gonna give it to you for a comic book movie. Sorry, that's just not gonna happen. That's just not gonna happen. All right, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> she gonna run through. She gonna run to the car and cry. That that is the, yeah. But, you know, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Okay. Okay. Whew. So let me get to uh, Scream 6 real quick. Um, but let me tell you what happened before and after I went to go see Scream 6 last night. So remember the story I told y'all about the little frail essays and they, and they talking to granddaddy that was in a the movie theater that I had issues with, right? Coming out. Of Scream Six, I saw the little the little frail essays, the scene asses, and they was with one of they a couple of their friends. The old man wasn't with them, 
So I recognized him out the corner of my eye that he knew that he, he I see him throw his head back to his friends like, hey, that's that guy. That's that fool. Right. And I seen him out the corner of my eye. So I know that I recognized the fact that he recognized who I was. So I said, this should be interesting. So let, let, let's do this. I said, let's play a game. So I, I purposely like stopped and right went to the wall right next to them just to see what was going to happen. Didn't do nothing. Didn't do nothing. Didn't say nothing. Didn't look at me. I didn't hear Mayate, Moreno. I didn't hear no slick comments. I'm purposely on my phone. Five feet from them, hoping they would say something. I don't know what the wife was at. The wife was in that, at outside of the, at the damn car. The heifer ain't no good. When you need help, ain't nowhere that help to be found. Like I didn't want to help. I stayed there for about three to four minutes on purpose, hoping they would say something to me. Didn't happen. Fine. Okay. So then we go to Burger King. Go through the drive-thru. <laughs> go through the drive-thru. And we're coming out. We get the food. Coming out the drive-thru, this, this young chick in a, in a Honda Accord pulls up. Hey, stop. Don't let that guy behind you out. He hit my car and he's trying to leave. I said, what? She said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just don't, don't leave. Stop him. He hit my car from behind. He's trying to leave. This is in the drive-thru. I'm like, oh, uh, okay. And I look behind me and this is this raggedy ass GMC safari van with cracks in the windshield. And it's these, clearly they were illegals because they were just looking like, like nothing's wrong, and here comes, <laughs> here come three cop cars, and 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 the and the Ford Explorer pull up. <laughs> I was like, uh oh, they waved me out. They stopped them, pulled them out the the van. They're all in the van. Man, listen, that's how my night went last night. That's how my night went last night. <sighs> no, not there. Listen, a comic book movie will never win Best Picture. Never win best director, never win best male supporting, never win, it will never win best female supporting, never, ever, 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 ever. At best, you're going at best, you can expect comic book movies to win cinematography, uh, costume design, sound effects, editing, possibly a score. But hell, the Batman didn't even get nominated for, for, uh, for best score. How do you, how do you not put Michael uh, Chicano, Chicano for the Batman score? Probably the best scored movie, best soundtrack, you know, out this year, last year. They didn't even reckon, recommend, uh, nominate the Batman for that. But anywho, yeah, comic book movies, I'm still, it'll never happen. You'll never win best picture, never, never win best director, nor f uh, male or, or female lead. It's never going to happen. I don't give a fuck how much money these movies make for Hollywood. Even Hollywood's like, no, y'all doing too much, okay? Anywho, let's move on to Scream 6. Spoiler alert, I don't know why I have to say this. Y'all know how I do. Hell, the spoilers are online anyway, so me saying this ain't nothing. But this shit's trash. I'm done. I'm done with the Scream franchise. I'm done. I will, I will not go to the movies to support another Scream movie. I'm so, it's so tired. It's so tired. It is so tired. It's so tired. I'm sorry. I right, listen, it did good this weekend, box office. 
I'm over this shit. Y'all can have this. Y'all can have this. I had three theories halfway through the movie. I was correct on theory number two. And the other shit, I didn't even, I was like, you got to be, this is some of the laziest writing. So here we go. The killer from Scream 4. What's his name? Robbie? It's either Scream 4 or Scream 5. Robbie. He was the only one that was the solo, the solo um, ghost face killer. All the, the theory is cute. They have a cute theory. So out of all the Scream movies, there's always been multiple ghost face. The, the killer Robbie was the only one that ever was by himself. Okay. Was only ever, ever by himself. He had two other siblings and his dad was a cop. So in this one, Oh my gosh. I don't even know where to start. So the daddy who's a cop in this movie. And then the, Oh, it's always the, the new friend that shows up. That was his other son. And the other new friend that showed up that was, what's her name? Her name, Tess? I don't know. Uh, whatever her name, Jennifer uh, Varga. Whatever, the new, the, the hit girl. The, the Hollywood's new hit girl. The little Mexican girl. Whatever her roommate name was. The new person. So he had two new, two new people, two new friends. They were brother and sister. The cop, they all three were ghost face killers. Okay, the new girl, the new guy, and the, the daddy cop were all three ghost face killers. Everybody got stabbed in the stomach, somehow seemed to survive. The one girl that got stabbed, this girl got stabbed in the stomach so bad, he stabbed her, twisted the knife, then went up her stomach, and she's still alive. And she only died because one ghost face turned the ladder over and she fell and hit her head on a dumpster. The gay girl, right? So you had the, the two twins, the, the, the boy and the girl, the gay girl, she gets stabbed twice in the stomach on a subway. And at the end of the movie, she shows up at the crime scene. Bitch, you got stabbed in the stomach twice. The little, the little essay girl, she got stabbed in the stomach. Kirby. Got stabbed in the stomach. Yeah, thank you. Jenny Ortega. Jenny Ortega's roommate, the little redhead girl, when she got killed by the, by the ghost face, that was her daddy, and they faked it to throw everybody else off the track. Kirby, what was a former federal aid, FBI agent, but she got, became so obsessed with the case, they fired her two months prior. So she makes her way to New York to help finish off the case. So at the end, the daddy and the two kids, the one girl you thought was killed and the new guy, brother and sister, that was their daddy, and they were all related. They were, that was Robbie's family. And so in the, in, I think it's whatever Robbie, which one ever he was in, four or five, his daddy helped him build this entire shrine to the stab movies. 
all the memorabilia, all the weapons, all the the, the drawing. It was a complete theater, um, and 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 as a, a memorial to to the whole entire stab ghost face franchise. I'm so done with this shit, man. I'm so done with this. Oh, I'm I'm done. I listen. You're not gonna get another dollar out of me. You will not get another dollar out of me for another screen movie. No. So, um, of course, Nev Campbell's not in it because they didn't want to pay her the money. And um, oh, 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 oh. So the 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 twins, right? The the brother. This fool got stabbed by two ghost face. He got stabbed. Matter, they, he was whooping on one of them. He's about to smash the one in the head. Then he gets stabbed from behind, and then they they beat him up, and then they hold. He's on his knees, and they just stabbing him up, stabbing him up, stabbing him up. This fool survives at the end. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Unfortunately, this movie's gonna make a lot a lot of money, and they're gonna keep this thing going. I'm done with it. If I watch this at the next screen, I'll fire stick it or I'll wait for it to come on stream. And I will not go to the movies to spend my hard earned money for another screen movie. I'm too through. I'm too through. This is some of the laziest damn writing. I'm I'm good. I'm good. Oh, I'm good. Nope. I'm good. So that that's my screen rant. That shit was trash. That was trash. That was trash. That was trash. They could have kept that. And now Jamie Lee Curtis is all is all over. She trending all over now. And like I said, had you seen every everywhere all everything all at once, it'd be hard for you to disagree that she for her not to win it. Right? If <laughs> Either her or Carrie Condon could have won it for Banshees of Inshearing. But once again, yeah, I would dare anybody go watch. Okay, go watch Black Panther Wakanda. Look at uh, Angela Bass's, you know, her role. Cool. And then you go watch everything, everywhere, everywhere, all at once. And then watch Jamie Lee Curtis in her role and see if Hollywood got it wrong. So basically, let's be honest. Because all Angela Bassett did in, in Wakanda forever was play the angry black woman that didn't want to listen to the men. So basically, you had two angry women in Black Panther Wakanda forever that didn't want to adhere to the men's advice. Yeah, let's go there. So if you haven't seen Black Panther at this point, that that's on you. Please don't. Slow. I haven't seen it yet. Shut your ass up. Okay. Um. She killed it. I mean, she had one good scene. That was the scene at the UN. I'm sorry, that's not enough for her to win best supporting in a comic book movie. She had one powerful scene that was the very beginning at the UN. She gave a little speech. That's it. So anywho, when Namor said, "Look." I don't want no beef with y'all. Give me the girl. Everybody goes home happy. Okay. So not only because I forget her, the character's name that she played in the movie, whatever the mama's name, she didn't want to listen to Namor. So it ended up costing her, her life, 
and then Riri got kidnapped, and then at one point, um, uh, the daughter got kidnapped, all because she didn't want to listen to no man. The entire movie was basically like, I'm not listening to no man. I'm the queen of Wakanda. Can nobody tell me nothing? Even old boy, the, the monkey ape dude, Jabari, right? He was trying to tell her, hey, sis, maybe we should. No, I'm the queen of Wakanda, blah, blah, blah. All right, all right, right, right. So then Shiri, Shuri, same situation there. Didn't want to listen. You didn't want, oh, uh, no, not Jabari, but Baku. You didn't want to listen to Baku. So before uh t'challa died he he made he placed baku as shuri's mentor guide whatever the case may be right the older the older bigger brother she didn't want to listen to him she didn't want to listen to namor so, so you got two you had two angry black women with power didn't want to listen to nobody especially no damn man ah you know what okay but yeah it is what it is now, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Okay, let's see. Do I have anything updates? Uh, and then once I get done with this, I got to watch season finale of motherfucking uh, the, last, the Last of Us. I'm so stoked for that. Has anything changed? Has anything changed for the Oscars? I'm looking up the updates. Okay, now let's get to uh, what have I covered so far? Cover screen. I co- okay, okay, let's do this. Silicon Valley Bank. Now I. <laughs> now let the, this whole banking finance thing. I'm not. I, I hear everybody like everybody. Not to worry. I'm hearing black financial gurus say, don't worry. Uh, Y'all should be very worried. Y'all should be very, very worried. Y'all should be very, very, very worried. Not just because of um, Silicon Valley Bank, but another bank closed in New York. What's the name of this bank? What, What bank is this? What bank is this? New York Signature Bank. New York Signature Bank. New York Signature Bank. Let's see what they had in, in their holdings. Here we go. Regulators closed crypto-focused Signature Bank, citing systemic risk. Now, I'm not going to get into the, the crypto bait. If you did make your money off of it when you're supposed to, that's on you. But you, if you really thought crypto was going to be the way. Uh, okay. Let, let's, let's continue. Let's continue. Um, U.S. regulators on Sunday shut down New York-based Signature Bank, a big lender in the crypto industry, in a bid to prevent the spreading banking crisis. We're also announcing a similar systemic risk exception for Signature Bank, um, which was closed today by its state chartering authority. The banking regulators said depositors at Signature Bank will have full access to their deposits, uh, all depositors of this institution will be made whole as with the resolution of Silicon Valley bank. No losses will be borne by the taxpayer. And y'all believe that, huh? Y'all believe that. Okay. Let's see what, what let's signature. Had. Signature is one of the main banks to the cryptocurrency industry. The biggest one next to Silvergate, which announced its impending liquidation last week. 
It had a market value of $4.4 billion as of Friday after a 40% sell-off this year. As of December 31st, Signature had $110.4 billion in assets at $88.6 billion in total deposits. Y'all, y'all want to, y'all really don't think, so y'all don't, once again, it's already begun. It's already begun. It's already begun. (laughs) It's already begun. Right now it's a, it's, it's a slow, it's cuts. It's a, a death by a thousand cuts. It's a death by a thousand cuts. Uh, let's see. Okay, so now the race is on to find a buyer for Silicon Valley Bank. You know what? Come on, let me let's do this. Um, Bloomberg. Let's see what Bloomberg talking about. Uh, play. Do that. Uh, what's going on when it comes to Signature Bank? We know that this is a key intermediary between cryptos and fiat currency. Uh, Bell, this is kind of, uh, you know, w- we bring this together in, t- in terms of the, the jigsaw of what happened to SVB and, of course, the impact of Silvercrest. Yeah, that's right. So you had uh, on what's really interesting is when you put it all into to comparison here. So SVB and Silvergate, they are two banks that both of those had concentration risk because while Silvergate was focusing on the crypto world, SVB was focusing on the VC world. Now, essentially what's happened is we have another bank, Signature Bank, which was really seen as being perhaps the key bank, as you said, Heidi, the intermediary between the fiat world and also traditional finance. This is how uh, crypto players could get their money on and off exchanges here. Now, it was seen as sort of perhaps uh, not so much as a winner, but really the last bank standing for the crypto world after the collapse of Silvergate. But Silvergate, uh, Signature Bank rather, had already taken steps to try and protect themselves from all the fluctuations in the crypto sector because they had reduced the amount of crypto deposits they were holding to around 23%. However, that has not stopped what we're just hearing now, that essentially it uh, is now being taken in possession. And we do have a a statement coming out from the Department of Financial Services. They're essentially saying that the New York uh, Department of Financial Services has now taken possession of Signature Bank, and that is pursuant to... Okay. Y'all get the gist of it. Y'all get the gist of it. It, it, It's going to be a slow... It's going to be a slow bleed out. They're not going to hit you with a, they're not going to shoot you. They're going to cut you a bunch of times. You're going to slowly bleed out. All right. Um, This is bad. And I don't understand why, you know, your people ain't telling you, yo, this is bad. If you already ain't got it, there's nothing, there's nothing to tell you. Like if you ain't already got the money, why? See, man, I don't want to take shots to nobody. Why come y'all don't, how come your black financial gurus don't tell you if you already ain't got the money? If you already don't have a, a system already in place, if you don't have a bunch of safety nets behind you, you're going to be asked out. And people are going to be like, well, that's just, that it's, just, it's not going to spread any further. 
Yeah, t- twenty four hours ago, n- no one thought another bank outside of SVB was gonna was gonna was gonna be shut down. Y'all, we we've been saying transfer wealth for the last year, eighteen months. This is what it looks like. This is what a, a wealth transfer looks like. And then let's get into um the homie uh, uh Bernie Marcos. Is that his name? What's his name? What's his name? I'm gonna make sure I get it right. Yeah, yeah, Bernie Marcus, the founder, creator of Home Depot. Now I. I Reason why I know this man pretty good because I used to work for Lowe's, uh, Millwork, uh, Management Millwork, the department. And yo, let me tell you, Home Depot would kick our asses every quarter. Every quarter, they would whoop our asses, stock prices, customer retention, yearly sales, quarterly sales. We had to, we learned, we had to learn quick, fast, in a hurry. Um, how strong Home Depot was. You know what I'm saying? Like Home Depot and Lowe's are just like, and then you got, um, what's the third, the third competitor? Menards. Menards. Okay. Menards used to whoop our asses. And I got like, I, but this is when I, I don't know what year was this. I don't know, many, many years ago, but whatever. Home Depot was always buying property and their parking lot. Matter of fact, Menards, Home Depot, and, and us, we were all pretty much in the same city. And every quarter, Menards and Home Depot were expanding um, their buildings, expanding their parking lots, always expanding. And we're just like, well, at least we own our building. The fuck? Like, no expansion. They were always expanding. Always, always, always. Like, they, they used to whoop our asses. Like, every quarter. Okay? Anywho. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, BD, boy, you, you, it's still with us. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Home Depot puts foot to ass and then don't sleep on Menards. If you have a Menards in your area, I'm pretty sure they're doing well as uh, in, in your area as well. Okay. But Bernie Marcos had, has some things to say and I fucks with him cause he gets it. He's one of the, he's one of the few, I guess, nice oligarchs, right? He just did a a thousand dollar bonus for his for his workers for his hourly workers. So yeah, all of his hourly workers are getting a thousand dollar bonus. This man gets it, but let's let him tell it and break it down. It doesn't. Once again, one of the nicer oligarchs. Oligarch, nonetheless. Well, he's one of the nicer ones. Okay. Portend to be something good, uh, and the Fed keeps raising rates, and inflation keeps going in the wrong direction. It's not staying where it should be. People are struggling, uh, Neil. Uh, people can't pay their bills. They can't keep fill their tanks with gas. And if you think that's a good sign, I don't think it is. And we have an administration that's obtuse to this. They just keep talking about the great times and how good it is. It's not good. And somebody with a sane head has to come in and understand that you can't do two things. Number one, you can't keep raising rates. Okay. You can't keep inflation as strong as it is. Right. And you can't tax people there you more go. than they are. Yeah. Okay. 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 Let him cook. Let the old man continue to cook. Go ahead and cook, Mr. Marcus. Do you think there are others like, like this bank out there? I think there probably are. Yeah. I think that the system, I think that the administration has pushed many of these banks into 
more concern about global warming than they do about shareholder return. Uh, and these banks are badly run because everybody is focused on diversity and all of the woke issues uh -oh. and not concentrating on one thing they should, which is shareholder returns. Uh, instead of protecting the shareholders and their, and their employees, uh, they're more concerned about the social policies. And I think it's probably a badly run bank. Uh, they've been there for a lot of years. It's uh, pathetic that so many people lost money that won't get it back. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of people not getting their money back. I don't know why nobody's talking about it. Like, yo, this is a death by a thousand cuts. Either you're going to have, either you have the money now to function or you don't. I, y'all can lay out all the financial plans y'all got for the next 18 to 24 months. If you ain't got this shit right now, all that shit you're talking about don't mean nothing. You know, like those that are, that are doing good, been doing good. Okay. So those are, that are doing good, are been doing good. Ah, man, come on. Like, okay. All right. Let's see what else. Let me see. Let me do an Oscars update. Let me see if anybody else won. Let me see if anybody else won. Oscars update. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Bloop, bloop. 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 Uh oh, original score. Original score. All quiet on the Western Front. I'm telling you, production design. All quiet on the Western Front. Oh, oh, best VFX. Best VFX. Avatar The Way of Water. Who didn't see that one coming? Like, you have to give them an hour for that shit. All right. I wouldn't have been mad had Top Gun won it, though, because Top Gun, oh, visually, holy cow. All right, so that's where we're at right now so far. That's where we're at so far. All right, so comic book movies right now have two awards, uh, Black Panther for costume design and Avatar The Way of Water for best VFX. Okay. Okay, let's go back. Let's get back to it. What else do I want to cover? Uh-oh. Oh, did they delete that tweet? Oh, man. Hold up. Let me see some, y'all. Did they, did they delete that tweet? Oh, uh, let me see. Where was that tweet at? Mm, no, that's not it. Hold up, y'all. Hold up. Hold up. I'm trying to find something. Oh, they deleted it. Oh, okay. Damn it. But do I still have it though? Am I trying? Hold up, y'all. Hold up, hold up. 
This is a very important. <laughs> it's very important what I'm trying to look for. Is so messed up. What's her name? Plus sized fun. Okay, her name is plus sized fun. And we're not talking plus size for what you think it is. Okay, hold up, hold up. Come on, come on. Plus sized. There we go. Is that it? No, is that it? There we go. Is that it? Is that her? Oh, yeah, this is her. Okay, this is her. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, let me share. Um, come on, come on, come on. Copy, goddammit, copy. Oh, video downloader. Okay, let's do copy URL. Okay, okay, I got that. Uh, shit. Oh, video downloader. There's two parts I wanted to... This is two parts she made, two parts she made, which, which goes into generational curses. This is a pretty bad generational curse. This is one of the worst ones I've, I've, I've come across. And when you hear her speak, you'll see why. But God damn it, let me download the shit. Come on now. Oh, hold on y'all. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, TikTok, TikTok. TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. Damn it. Well, I have a TikTok downloader. Okay, okay, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Entertainment. No, social media. Okay, okay. Okay, copy link. Go to TikTok downloader. Come on, still get it together. Uh, this is probably one of the worst generational curses. This is bad. And this is on the mama. This is so bad. It's on the mama. Like, this is all the mama's fault. Okay, that's the first part. I got the first part. All right, now we got to get to the second part. Lord have mercy. Back to TikTok again. Okay, this is her page. Besides, her name's Chrissy. Okay, wait a minute. Okay. Oh, that's it. Okay. I got it. I got it. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Now let me send it to myself. Let me send it to myself. Let me send it to myself. TikTok. Where you at? TikTok downloader. Oh. TikTok. Okay. Okay. All right. Send it to myself. All right. Email. Here we go. Oh, no. It's too big. Too big. Okay. Okay, let me send a send space. Send space. Trust me, it's going to be worth the wait. Because y'all going to be like, that's so jacked up. You're like, it was worth the wait. This is probably one of the worst generational curses, y'all. 
it's it's uploading. All right, my bad. Let me get to the comments. Nah, I don't screenshot. I just you have to download shit and email shit to you. So it's just you know it's um it's crazy. Okay, now let me go to my email. Let me go to my email. This is bad. This is bad. Okay, update, update. There we go. Okay. Y'all, this is so bad. Like, this is so bad. <laughs> this is so bad all the way around. Like, now you have this grown-ass woman with these issues that she will never, ever resolve. She will never resolve or, or, or never have the chance to resolve. Okay. Here we go. You ready? Here we go. Here we go. All right, let's go. I'm going to try to record this one time. If it doesn't work, then um, I don't know. I don't know if I can get this out. I don't even know exactly what I want to say. But a few nights ago, my mother called me. She's been telling me since I was six years old that I was the um, the product of uh, essay. Um, she was a product of an attack. Let's go. And um, she's white and um, her of you know grapist was black and that's how you know she got pregnant with me um and i've always felt a uh like a like a violent mistake deep down always felt like a violent mistake and that has corrupted every fiber of this ain't the bad part this is not the bad part like this is not bad trust me this is not the bad part. This is how bad it is. This is not, this is, it's not even, this is not the bad part, but let's go. I mean, every relationship, I'm not going to cry. Um, so she, my mother has dementia. She's in a nursing home and, um, you know, right, pay attention. She's pay attention. definitely in the last, at least few years of her life. And I think she's preparing for that. So she called me and she said, um, I need to talk to you right now about uh, the night that you were conceived. Uh-oh. And um, <laughs> the thing is, I'm in my 40s, right? So like, this feels like a conversation that's not actually urgent. Um, and I didn't listen to myself. I did not listen to my inner guide that said, hang up. Uh-oh, You don't need uh -oh. You don't need this information. I pulled over, I recorded some of it. I won't play it. Um, but I needed to record it, <laughs> I could tell, so I could process it later. So of course, you probably have guessed by now that she told me that this, that this story was not true. Lord have mercy, wait a minute. So let me walk y'all back. So a mother tells her grown ass daughter, hey, the night you were conceived, it was through an attack, right? Through an attack. And then years, years and years later, it, whatever, and now she, this woman has dementia. This woman's in a nursing home. She has dementia. She calls this grown-ass daughter of hers and says, hey, you know what? That night I told you about that, that didn't happen. It didn't happen. Let's continue. Um, that she made it up. Uh she made God damn. Y'all better stop playing with y'all children like this. Let's continue. Um, because she was ashamed of 
her behavior and how she got pregnant in the first place. Because why though? Tell us why your mother behaved the way she did. Um, and you know, being, being a black woman and because her mama was white, her daddy was black. Yeah. A white family in the South, I live in Texas, uh -huh. um, has been just a hell of a journey. So um, to not, I feel robbed, you know? Do I you? think the thing that I am trying to process is that there were people who could have shown me what it is to be black. There was culture that I could have partaken in. There was family and she stole it from me <laughs> because of her pride and ego. Um, and so the conclusion is to stick to your boundaries. I wish I hadn't picked up the damn phone. Anybody want to date this woman? Does anybody want to date this woman, Chrissy? plus size fun. Does anybody want to date and marry this woman and have kids with this woman? Do you, does anybody want to take this woman on? Does anybody want to marry this woman? Make an honest woman out of her. Do you want to procreate with this woman? It's not her fault. It's, it's not her fault. It's not her fault. Does anybody want to take on this woman? Nobody wants this woman's problems. So nobody wants to take on this woman. Nobody wants to take this woman. <laughs> Y'all hell in the chat right now. No? Oh, he said she needs a good black man. <laughs> nobody wants to. Nobody. You guys are mean. Come on. You guys are mean. Nobody wants this woman. I know, right? <laughs> it's a temporary bay at best. No. How? You can't. Yeah, therapy will do nothing for her. Therapy will do nothing for this woman. Damn, recreational use. Oh, y'all, y'all, hell in these comments. You can't therapy this. What? 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 Doctor Umar say? There's some things I can't untherapy. I can't therapy. I can't. You can't fix this woman. You can't fix this woman. Matter of fact, let me run it back for those that may be coming in late to class. I don't even want her energy on me. Wow, you guys are mean. Let's run it back. I'm going to try to record this one time. If it doesn't work, then um, I don't know. If, I don't know if I can get this out. I don't even know exactly what I want to say. But a few nights ago, my mother called me. She's been telling me since I was six years old that I was the, um, the product of uh, essay. Um, and, um, she's white and, um, her, uh, you know, rapist was black and that's how, you know, she got pregnant with me. Um, and I've always felt, a, uh, like a, like a violent mistake deep down, always felt like a violent mistake. And that has corrupted every fiber of my being, every relationship. Okay, she said basically her just her as a person 
and it's ruined all of her relationships. You, you can't untherapy this. I'm sorry. I don't know how. All the mirror work in the world, unfortunately, you just can't. That's like trying to put Humpty Dumpty back together again. Even if you could, the cracks will be deep. And I feel bad. It's not her fault, though. But this is what this is. This is the other side of generational curses. Everything doesn't have to be all um, children, you know, succumbing to whatever issue. You know what I'm saying? It could be mental, emotional, spiritual issues. This woman, it's not her fault. But her mama did this to her. Her mama did this to her, and to to clear her mama's guilt, that old heifer waited until basically her deathbed to to clear her conscience. And now this woman's even more screwed up. But that's how selfish her mother was. It's not this woman's fault, but she got she. This is what do you what do you do? What what do you do with this? How, how do you how do you fix this? I'm not gonna cry. Um. So she, my mother has dementia. She's in a nursing home, and um, you know she's definitely in the last at least few years of her life and I think she's preparing for that so she called me and she said um, I need to talk to you right now right now about uh, the night that you were conceived and um, <laughs> the thing is I'm in my 40s right so like this feels like a conversation that's not actually urgent um, and I didn't listen to myself I did not listen to my inner guide that said, hang up. You don't need that. You don't need this information. I pulled over. I recorded some of it. I won't play it. Um, but I needed to record it. <laughs> I could tell so I could process it later. So, of course, you probably have guessed by now that she told me that this that this story was not true. Um, and for what I try to look up, I get I. I, I I reckon the father is dead. So from what I try to find out either at six months, the dad was gone or either she was six months old or she was six years old. I've seen both, but from all it, from what I've gathered, she has no idea who the, the daddy is or if she does know she's never had any type of interaction with him or he's already passed on. So I, yeah, and even though she's aware of her relationships and why they don't work, still the trauma that creates the situations for it not to work is still there. I don't know if you could fix this. I don't know how. That she made it up um, because she was ashamed of her behavior and how she got pregnant in the first place. Um, and, you know, being, being a black woman, woman in a white family in the South, I live in Texas, um, has been just a hell of a journey. So um, to not, I feel robbed, you know, I think the thing that I am trying to process is that there were people who could have shown me what it is to be black. There was culture that I could have partaken in. There was family. And she stole it from me. <laughs> okay, so there's a void that cannot be filled with this woman. Um, 
Therapy cannot, cannot. Therapy cannot. I mean, yeah, you can't, unfortunately. Yeah, this is bad. This is bad. This is bad. Yeah, yeah y'all chill in the comments. Y'all wilding in the comments. Calm down, everybody. Calm down in the comments. But, um, I, I don't know. I feel bad for this woman. Because she'll never get the, uh, the other part of her that's missing. It'll never, it'll, it'll, it'll never get filled. Like, she'll never know that side of, that other part of her. You know what I'm saying? So, eh, no, God can't fix this. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. Yeah, I heard about Colin Kaepernick. I don't take that nigga serious. Where was all that when he was... Nah, I'm good on Colin Kaepernick. Y'all can have that. Because of her pride and ego. Um, and so, the conclusion is, just stick to your boundaries. I wish I hadn't picked up the damn phone. So we don't know what her her destructive habits are or what her trigger points are or how she interacts in relationships. So you don't know what she's putting these guys through, through really no fault of her own, but at least she's cognizant of that. She has these issues. Unfortunately, I, those issues, I don't think could ever be, you know, fixed, you know? Yeah. Yo, listen. And then, and like I said, how selfish are the mother? So that mother has always been a selfish woman. Clearly. Clearly from start to finish and for her to wait to her on her deathbed to kind of like cleanse herself of the guilt, like bitch, you know, I have her TikTok, so I'll, I'll keep following her and, and we'll see how, how her, her journey goes. Oof. Okay. Um, yeah, that was, that was definitely a Debbie Downer, man. That was definitely a Debbie Downer. Uh, let's see here. Okay. Shout out to RC for this one. It seems Elon Musk is open to the idea of buying Silicon Valley bank as he lays Twitter payments groundwork. Um, he said the billionaire responded Friday night to a suggestion that Twitter should buy SVB and become a digital bank. And that's how it begins. CBCDs, CB. CBDCs. This is how it begins. This is exactly how it begins. Shout out to RC for this. This is exactly how it begins. CBDCs. This is your framework. That's your framework. That's how it will become. That's how your banks will transition to digital banking. That's exactly what's going to happen. Wow. Wow. Must reply. I'm open to the idea. Uh, I think Twitter could use a financial leg would make total sense for the entire Musk ecosystem to, to buy the ruins of SVB and could also create a viable business model going forward for Twitter. Okay. Musk who helped launch PayPal took over Twitter for 44 bill in late October. He aims to add payments to the platform, which an acquisition of SVB would presumably help with buying Twitter is an accelerant to creating X, the everything app. China's WeChat, you should already be known, well aware of what WeChat is, offers an example of such an app 
featuring payments in addition to messaging, streaming, and video chats. Okay. Twitter has been applying for regulatory licenses and creating software to introduce payments on the platform. Okay. This is how it begins. Mm. And then also, meanwhile, Musk ponders becoming a banker. He might also become a landlord. According to Wall Street Journal, Musk is planning to build his own town along the Colorado River outside of Austin, Texas. Workers at Tesla and SpaceX and the Boring Company would reportedly be able to live in new homes there at below market rates. Okay. And so it begins. So it begins. What is this woman in this kitchen doing? Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. You don't trust it. <laughs> it's, it's coming <laughs> regardless if we trust it or not. It is coming. Uh, let me see what I want to get into. What is this? Okay. So let's. Do one more wrap-up article on SVB. Clearly, SVB, its demise was pretty much pre-planned, as is everything. So Silicon Valley Bank CEO, CFO, and CMO said sold $4.4 million in stock over the last two weeks. And there's the stock selling. They all, this is all their sales that they, sh they sold on the 27th. Okay. All right. Those are your CFO, C CEO, and CMO. Okay. So then basically it becomes uh, a, a fire or a dump off at the, at this point. Let me see what else, what else, what else. Okay. So the compensation was 2.2 billion while the net income was 1.4. So that's how it came to be. So this is the money's coming in and money's going out. So despite turning a 1.5 billion profit in 2022, investors lost faith causing a run in the bank which led to the FDIC shutting down the 40 year old bank. Okay. So they had clearly way more going out than coming in. And do I even want to get to that thread? I want to do that thread. So the people are, are aware of what's going on. Nobody's, Oh, you know, let's do, th let's do this. Let me look up uh, national debt. Where, where's everybody at the national debt? Let's see what will we all owe. I don't want that. Is that what I want? You want something to do? Okay. Okay. Oof. I want something a little bit more detailed. That clock. All right, here, here is um, the current U.S. debt clock. This is how much everybody pretty much owes. Now, I'm just saying it. I'm just, you know. So we have the U.S. national debt sitting at, what is that, $31 trillion? <laughs> The current U.S. national debt sits at $31 trillion. 
Okay. $31 trillion. The current U.S. national debt. Debt per citizen. $94,483. Debt per taxpayer. Okay. For those that report filings. Your average is $246,000. There he is. <laughs> there he is. Hey, we talk some national debt. Here comes Nick. <laughs> Conspiracy. There he is. All right. This is the current U.S. national debt. Now, I find it funny. The U.S. federal tax revenue versus the U.S. debt. And then look at the revenue per citizen versus the debt per citizen. So the revenue per citizen is 13000 Say it under fourteen grand. You, you still owe 94. Okay. These look at social security. Cheesy Pete's Medicare defense budget interest on debt. It's 542 million. Huh? No, 542 billion. Sorry. So what's that? What's that? Okay. The average savings per family, $4,506. Okay, but y'all got money like that. All right. I mean, I'm just saying, let, you, let your black financial gurus tell you y'all got money like that. So obviously this is nothing. Okay. All right. All right. Average debt per student, $39,801. Credit card debt. Credit card debt. Student loan debt. Look at that shit. You kidding me? Student loan sits at 1.7 trillion. Y'all really think that, listen. And y'all think they're going to wipe this debt out? That's a trillion, that's it's 1.7 trillion dollars in debt. Student loan debt. You, you, you mean to tell me y'all really believe that... <laughs> The, the, the federal government is just going to wipe this debt clean. What, what debts have you ever known them to wipe clean? When? The average debt per student is $39,800. $811. Credit card, $1.2 trillion. The average personal debt per citizen is Social Security, Medicare, Library. Oh, jeez, this is, ugh. I can't even look at these numbers. Ugh, it's disgusting. 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 I, I, I don't even entertain these arguments with people, man. Like, you, <laughs> they're just going to let that money just, now nah, you ain't got to pay it back. It's $1.7 trillion. Unreal. I've never, yeah, when's the last time they've ever for, forgiven a debt? Anything close to that. Okay. Let's get into some more generational curses involving the children. But let me do a quick Oscars update. Let me do a real quick Oscars update. 
no, I've done best picture yet. Best actor, nope. Best actors, nope. Supporting disorder, best direct, nope. Uh, adapted screenplay. Okay, so we got best adapted screenplay. Women talking. Okay, let's see what else. Anything else? Anything else? No, no, no. Okay, okay. We've got all these. Oh, awesome. Best sound. Top Gun Maverick. Nice. Nice. Good. That's good for Tom Cruise and, and the game. Good for them. Man, I was hoping they would get at least one. Best original song is Not Too, Not Too from Triple R. That's the Indian movie. If you haven't seen Triple R, that's a good bro fest of a movie. That's a great bro movie. That's a great bro movie. That's dope. Yeah, Triple R is a is a good good Bollywood flick. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. That's good. Good for good for Bollywood. Good for Bollywood. All right. Let's get back to it. Let's get into these more generational curses. Here we go. All these children content creators, all these content creators that are, that are children that make scores of tens of millions of dollars a year. Wow. Okay. Here we go. Search Claire's name online. And this is some of what you'll find photos of her as a child merchandise with her face on it available for sale and a YouTube channel with millions of subscribers and hundreds of videos featuring Claire and members of her family. Okay. Although the family's YouTube channel has over a billion views, but if it were up to Claire, none of the videos would exist. Uh Oh, so what happened? Claire, whose name has been changed to protect their privacy has never known a life that doesn't include a camera being pointed in her direction. The first time she went viral, she was a toddler. When the family's channel started to rake in the views, Claire says both her parents left their jobs because the revenue from the YouTube channel was enough to support the family and to land them in a nicer house and car. That's not fair that I have to support everyone, she said. I try not to be resentful, but I kind of am. Once she told her dad she didn't want to do YouTube videos anymore, and he told her they would have to move out of their their house and her parents would have to go back to work leaving no money for nice things. Wow. Claire says her father has told her he may be her father, but he's also her boss. It's a lot of pressure. She said when Claire turns 18, and can move out on her own. She's considering going no contact with her parents. When she doesn't live with them anymore, she plans to speak out publicly about being the star of a YouTube channel. She'll even use her real name. Uh Oh, Claire wants people to know how her childhood was overshadowed by social media stardom that she didn't choose. And she wants her parents to know nothing they do now is going to take back the years of work I had to put in. Though Claire's parents tell her they're saving part of the money for her college. She doesn't know how much and there is no law protecting the earnings of children who are influencers. Gary Coleman. This is Gary Coleman vibes. The lack of labor laws for child influencers is an example of law lagging behind the culture. 
Activists and lawmakers are pushing for protections for the privacy and earnings of children of influencers in states like Washington, where a proposed bill that is currently stalled in the Washington State House would ensure similar protections that California's Coogan Law gives child actors. Under the Coogan Law, 15% of minors' earnings must be set aside by the employer in a block trust, but there is no similar protections for child influencers. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Bobby Altoff Altoff is a 25-year-old mom of two with a following of over 3.6 million on TikTok. She posts earnest reflections on motherhood, yet, but mo, mo, uh, much of her content is satirical, poking fun at the trends of the moment through perf- purposefully awkward performances with her husband. She refers to her daughters as Richard and Concrete and takes care to hide their identities by editing her videos to make sure no one is saying their actual names in the background. It wasn't always like this with her oldest daughter, Richard, who was two years old. She used to post everything among her deleted posts, Richard's actual name, birth date, her first and middle name, the hospital she was born in, and photos of her. She says, I have a hard time reading mean comments about myself and I'm an adult who chooses to put myself on the internet. Uh, suddenly she couldn't stand leaving her daughter open to that. That night she deleted everything, identifying detail photo and Richard, a, a, a video of Richard. Uh, she says, Richard is not always going to be my little girl. She's going to have, be a person. I want her to have the opportunity to write her own story. I've decided to make it my job to entertain people, but it's not my kid's job and I don't want to make it their job. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. Cam 24 goes by soft Scorpio on TikTok. shares videos on the need for protection to her 160,000 followers as a child. Cam says their mother posted personal information about them to around 10,000 Facebook followers. Once cam was 12, they say they got home from riding bikes and got a message from a man who informed them he had seen them out with their friend. Cam started experiencing anxiety at the thought of leaving the house. What if someone else saw them who knew them from their mom's Facebook page? To Cam, nothing seemed to be off limits. It's easier to tell, tell you what my mom didn't post. Uh, they recently testified in favor of Washington's state HB 1627, which would aim to protect children of influencers, including granting them the right to request permanent deletion of their likeness, names, or photos. In a video testimony, Cam's voice cracked with emotion as they implored the House members to pass the bill. I plead with you to be the voice of this generation of children because I know firsthand what it's like to not have a choice in which a digital footprint you didn't create follows you around for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Okay, Caroline, 28, on a popular TikTok account where she posts satirical skits. She says, to any parents that are considering starting a family vlog or monetizing your children's lives on the public internet, here's my advice. You shouldn't do it. Any money you get will be greatly overshadowed by years of suffering. Your child will never be normal. I never considered being online. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Okay. Okay.
I, I don't. I don't even. Why would upset from whom? Who is it an upset over? I mean, okay, let's look at the category. I mean, let's look at, let's look at her competition and the Oscars one more time, because I'm not understanding how is it considered an upset. This is who all she now. Anybody, Kate Blanchett could have won. No, 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 no. Here we go. Sorry. Um, listen, let's be honest. The only t- three people that legit had a chance to win were Carrie Condon. If you haven't seen the Banshees of Inna Sheeran, you, then you don't understand why. Okay, Carrie Condon could have won it. Stephanie Sue or Stephanie Who could have won it. She played the daughter, Angela and Michelle Yeoh's daughter, and then Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm. If you ask me, Angela Bassett was like fourth on this list. Fifth, if you if you've seen the whale. Okay, so I've seen. <laughs> I've seen all of these movies, and if you if I'm voting, if I had to pick, you know, one through five in a rank, and I had to rank them, I would have ranked Carrie Condon one, Stephanie Hu two, Jamie Lee Curtis four, and I'd have put Hong Chow at three. And last would have been Angela Bassett. Sorry. Sorry. If you haven't seen these movies, you didn't, you wouldn't call, I wouldn't call Jamie Lee Curtis as a, 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 an upset per se. You know? Indian flick, Bollywood's all over, man. But you know what? Shout out to Bollywood because Bollywood never begged Hollywood for inclusion. That's the beauty of it. Bollywood and Nollywood have never begged Hollywood for inclusion. That's the difference between Bollywood, Nollywood, and Black Hollywood. Black Hollywood's always begging for inclusion. The Indians and Nigerians said, nah, we'll, we'll, do, it, we'll do it our own way. Hell, even the Russians, with their crazy-ass action flicks, never begged for Hollywood inclusion. And, and you, truth be told, Russia's got some crazy-ass action flicks. Okay. All right. Yeah, Macaulay Calkin. I mean, my goodness, the, the list goes on and on. Yeah, Heyman Felden. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Slumdog Millionaire. They never beg for Hollywood inclusion. But Triple R winning for for uh, best song. Yeah, that, that's a good look for them. I mean, last, what, two years ago, it was um, the Korean flick Parasite. Now they're, doing, they're working on the sequel to that. So, yeah. Okay, okay. Let's continue. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. What is this? What am I, my next story? What I want to do next? Okay, let's do this. Let's do this. Listen, I can't, you can't even say it's, a, it's black children. This generation... Don't, they don't, they don't want to deal with their parents' legacy. Like, this is crazy. I'm here with Cynthia Rowley. Can you recall some of the most memorable times? Ah. Okay, so this woman's kids don't want to take over her fashion brand. Okay? Cynthia Rowley, um, if you don't know who she is, I mean, right now we got the, uh, was it, was it? Oh, what house is having their fashion week this week? Was it Louis Vuitton? Had their fashion? Somebody in New York read who had their fashion week this week, their fashion show this week. Was it Louis Vuitton? Somebody. But anywho, Cynthia Rowley is a big dog in fashion. 
Um, <laughs> her daughter said they don't want to work as hard as I do. They're not really interested. Right. Um, her daughters are Kit and Gigi, 23 and 18. Okay. Like the kids don't want it. Let's see where they, where they at, where they at. Those are her, those are her girls, but they don't want to, they don't want to do it. They don't want to do it. So it ain't just, it ain't just, you know, black youth or black adults selling off the grandmama's house and not want to pay the taxes on it or black businesses being ran into the ground or having to be sold off to competitors that are, that don't, that don't look like them. These kids just don't want shit to do with nothing. They, they're, they're, they don't care about legacy and generational wealth and keeping things in the family. They don't care. Okay. They don't care. They don't care. They don't want to do it. They don't want to do it. Okay. That's that. What is, what am I doing with this? Want to do this one? Want to do this one? I already did that one. Want to do this one? No, I don't want to do that one either. Let's talk a little. Uh, yeah, this is this is jacked up. Sergio Oliva Oliva Jr. We don't know who this man is. I mean, he's the son of Arnold's greatest competitor, Sergio Oliva Sr. Sergio's a IFBB pro bodybuilder, but he's locked up in Dubai, y'all. My man's is locked up in Dubai. Oh. The bodybuilder was detained in a hit and run accident and was found with alleged possession of prohibited substances. Okay. Sergio allegedly hit a man on a motorcycle in Dubai while the professional bodybuilder went home after the incident. Things escalated dramatically for him during the later hours. Um, So the accident happened last week when the professional bodybuilder got into an accident with a delivery executive on a motorbike. The conditions for the delivery executive worsened, and unfortunately, he succumbed to his injuries later. That is Sergio Oliva Jr. Okay, if you watch, uh, is it Kenshinro? There's a character called Mr. Biscuit. There's a character called Biscuit, or Mr. Biscuit. Mr. Biscuit is like the ode, or like the homage to Sergio Oliva. I think it's Kenshinro. Somebody, anime folks... Fact check me. I think it's Kenji. I think he's out now. Was locked. Okay, 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 okay. Cool, 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 cool. Well, shit. Let me look it up then. Shit. Let me see. The, let me get the latest update. He's fucking jacked though. He's fucking jacked. Let's see what's going on with Sergio now. Sergio Oliva Jr. Okay, here we go. He's fucking Jack. Okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Um, he says he was slowly changing lanes while driving when he hit a man riding a bike. Unfortunately, when the man fell on the street, a truck instantly knocked him over. Damn. Oliva Jr. witnessed all of this in front of his own eyes and was devastated during timely treatment and admission to the, into the hospital. The man passed away. He said the bodybuilder explained how rules regarding road accidents and death were different in Dubai. Whether or not one is guilty, 
Detention in jail was a compulsory occurrence till the situation was carefully investigated. While Oliva Jr. wasn't guilty, detention came in anyway. The athlete spent a few days in jail for a crime he didn't commit and things did not look up for him. Although authorities didn't permit him to speak about his conditions in jail, uh, the bodybuilder did mention his mental state while locked up straight uh, out of an episode of Locked Up Abroad. Oliva Jr. exclaimed, as bad as it was, my mind was worse. I was going crazy wanting something to do. Let, okay, let's let him tell it. Um, sucks that you have to get out of the worst experience of your life and you have to jump on social media because people are in such a rush to post lies. But I guess it's just how it is today. Um, and honestly, I can't blame them. Uh, I want to, you want to be mad at them, but they're just being told the wrong information. And that's just how it is today is the first person to report it gets the views. So instead of waiting to get the truth, they just post whatever they hear. And, uh, and honestly, they could have made it worse. They could have made more lies. They could have bashed me and, and, and they didn't. So somewhere in there, I, I guess I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, when I said I wanted to experience all of Dubai, it didn't mean the jail system. That's for sure. <laughs> um, so what happened, uh, is I was driving in traffic, it's very slow, maybe 20 miles under the speed limit. Um, I went to change lanes and there was a, the couriers here, they drive crazy. Um, they drive in throughout the cars. Anyone here can tell you. And, um, one was going through other cars behind me. So when I went to change lanes, uh, he wasn't there and he came up through in between the cars. Um, and he slightly hit the side of my car. He fell off his bike into the street. Um, and that would have been it. Uh, maybe it would have been some damage on his bike, but that's all it would have been. Unfortunately, while he was in the street, another truck ran him over. It's, it's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen anyone lifeless. His, his body rolling under the car uh, has messed me up big time. And uh, so I immediately jumped out into the street. It's like one of the busiest, if not the busiest street here in Dubai. Uh, even almost getting hit by cars myself, but I wanted to rush to the body um, to try and help him. Um, and the ambulance came and they actually said that he was okay. He just had a broken leg um, and they were gonna take him to the hospital. Uh, luckily there was three witnesses there one was even a woman on a motorcycle who was riding next to him and that's how we even know that he was driving illegally through the cars uh, and thankfully they were there to see the whole thing to tell the cops so they put me not at fault uh, and we, we, we waited after probably three hours at the scene taking pictures and going through all the statements and everything and then they send me home it must have been later that night or the next day he died at the hospital. I don't know from what, maybe internal bleeding. Um, I honestly have no clue. So the policy here in Dubai is, is if someone dies, they have to thoroughly go through um, everything, which is actually great. It's, it's, it's a great policy to have because every life is precious and you should make sure that you did the right investigation. Except for going to the jail. The problem is, is here we go, here we in, go. in the States, you would just wait at home while they were going through that and then you have a court case. Here right. in Dubai, there is no 
there's no getting bailed out. There's no bail bondsmen. There's not anything like that. You just have to go to the jail and you wait there until your case is presented to the judge. Mm. And then you even have to go to court while you're in jail. And unfortunately, because they probably just have so many cases, the time that it takes to go through um, each case is just so backed up. So they made me not at fault. There was no charges whatsoever. I have no criminal charges at all. I don't know if the case is public yet or not, but when it is, they'll tell you that it's actually just a traffic violation. Even when I, cause I already went to court while I was in jail, met with the judge, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. said that it's not a criminal case, it's just a traffic uh, violation. Mm -hmm. And you have to pay some fines and stuff like that, but they just wanna make sure that they're, uh, you know, dotting their I's and crossing their T's. Um, but uh, it was like, look, I'm not allowed to speak about the jail conditions, um, but I've been locked up before when I was younger uh, for fighting. Uh, one time in Alabama, which was like so scary. It was like the hills have eyes people. And another time in Chicago with the county jail, which is the what, the worst jail in the United States. Yeah, they have a show county. about it. You can look it yes, up. We know, trust, we know. Um, but this was the worst experience of my entire life. As bad as it all was, uh, my mind was worse. Uh, that was the worst part. Not only was I going crazy wanting something to do, uh, you aren't allowed to even have books, you can't read, oh, um, you can't have anything. Uh, but also I kept struggling, going back and forth um, about being so upset uh, about being on prep and eating no protein mm. in almost a week and mm. thinking about my competition. Okay. Well, that, that's good it all worked out for him. Good, good, good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad it worked out for that brother because being locked up abroad is not the business. It is not cool. Oh, got an update. Oscar update. Got an Oscar update. Got an Oscar update. Where are we at? Where are we at? Best director. Uh-uh. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Shit, they might sweep every goddamn thing. They might sweep every... Shh. Let me go back. Let me see best picture. And Okay. Okay. Best picture. Man, they... I don't know. Who do I want to win best picture? All right, so my top three are the Banshees, Everything, and the Fablements. I see those one of those three winning Best Picture. And Best Actors, for me, is between Colin Farrell and Brandon Frazier. I still think uh, Michelle Yeoh or, or Michelle Williams Yeoh and maybe Kate Blanchett for Best Actress. But Best Director, I mean, once again... If you know, if you're like poo-pooing this one, I don't, th if, if you've seen this movie, you'd be like, okay, I understand why they went, you know, it was a good, it was a great movie. It was deep. It was deep, you know, multi-universe, multiverse type of stuff, but it was a deep flick, man. So I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. So all the movies I wanted to win something has won something. So Top Gun has one. Avatar has one. Black Panther has one. 
you know, the whale, I want the, I want, I want Brandon Fraser to get, um, best actor. Like I'm really, really rooting for, for, for Brandon to get that one. So, all right, let's get back to it. Okay. Let's get back to it. All right, here we go. Once again, this woman, now listen, this woman is a psychiatrist. She, she, you know, knows how to play mind games. But this woman, I believe, purposely made this post to get attention. And now she's getting the attention she's, she wanted. And now she's kind of complaining or trying to just justify her statements. And um, <laughs> so let's get, let's get to what kicked this all off. She says, I'm no longer accepting male clients. They get in my email inbox and want to prove why they should choose me as a therapist. She says, no schedule consultations or nothing to see if we are a good fit. I'm not the one or the two to prove my worth to anyone. We would not work well together because you already trying me and I'm not above going off on nobody. This woman is a licensed therapist, y'all. If you try me before the therapeutic relationship starts, I know you out here being a menace to folks and that's going to activate my nervous system. So nah, it's a wrap. This woman is a licensed therapist. She goes on to say, my current past male clients would never. She said, folks in my comments proving my point. I mean, listen, it got, it's gotten so bad that men, I don't agree with this, but men have been calling in, calling her, threatening to kill her, threatening to report her to the board, all types of stuff. Ma'am, this is the energy you were looking for. This, this was not even needed. Nobody would have known you, were, you weren't taking male clients had you not posted this. This woman plays mind games for a, a living. She knew exactly the type of energy she was going to attract. And she did all that just to justify her point once she got the reaction she's looking for. You understand? You play these stupid games with people. And then, and then it doesn't help make other black men want to go seek therapy, especially from a woman and a black woman at that. Then we have a few months ago, another black female therapist say something crazy about black men online. And then she ended up losing her gig at that particular school or whatever. Like what? Yeah, she did. She fucked around and found all the way out. So now you have a bunch of a plethora of black women online justifying whatever feelings they had towards black men saying, see black men, this is why we can't even fuck with y'all. We can we don't deal with y'all. Y'all need therapy. You want to, you know, you want to bash the woman that's trying to give you, I wouldn't, I, if my therapist did this, if, if I'm her male client and she did this, like, no, I, I'm good. I'll find somebody else. I don't need you to sit here and say, uh, what would she say? What she say? And I'm not above going off on nobody. Ah, uh, you, you low hanging fruit ass. I'm cool. Never. A niggified therapist. She a niggified therapist. 
She's a niggified therapist. But let's continue. Let's just look at this is the woman, Nicole Lewis, licensed mental health therapist. I would never. And here we come. Here we go. Here, here they all come. I don't know why y'all are so up in, up in arms about this. They ask you very early in your social work or counseling program, which population you don't feel comfortable working with. I had several classmates who did not want to work with the men for whatever reason, but ma'am, you missed the whole point. She already said her past and current male, male men clients. So you can nix all that shit. But once again, here come the, here, here they come. Here they come. Therapists also set boundaries because we are modeling to our clients how to set boundaries. We care about our clients. Not everyone deserves access to you, your time, your space, your body. We begin therapy by forming a relationship with healthy boundaries, even in an intake process. Okay, here we go. Once again, I have a set list of populations that I do not work with. Therapists uh, are not machines. We are human and we have a, we have to go preserve ourselves so that we can effectively pour into the population we do serve that preservation means not putting ourselves into certain situations. This one says, fellas, we need to understand this reality. Talk with your homeboys about it. Be real with your thoughts. Discuss this in real time. What? I don't know what the fuck you talking about. Uh, I want y'all to, to so desperately see that misandry is not real. Reverse sexism doesn't exist. Women specifically of the same race as you do not have the systemic or social power to discriminate against men in a way that's taken away their privileges. Oh my fucking God. Lord have mercy. This is why I don't even entertain these arguments and these, these, these discussions. This is why I purposely don't even, this is why I purposely don't even mess around these discussions, man. Yeah, I would never go to a female therapist. Never. Yeah, I would never, ever, ever, ever go to a, a black female therapist. Let's continue. Another, another one. And this black woman that you didn't follow nor care what, what she had to say stated, I'm not taking any new male clients. And now for perhaps the first time in your life, you've gathered with other black men to make a change. The change making more black women professionals feels unsafe. They're coming, man. They're coming. They're <laughs> this black men versus black female therapist thing runs deep, deep, but these black, but these gents are handling as poorly as you can imagine. Calling for her license and threatening her is completely out of pocket. I agree, but that's the energy you were looking for to justify your position. Continues to say, I hate that we're in a time place where folks are so reactive versus being open to. Okay. This whole therapy conversation is hilarious. The general public has no idea how much autonomy we really have. I refuse to work with couples. I think we should all post about the populations we don't see as a show of solidarity. I'll start. I don't see kids or teens. Every therapist makes these distinctions. She says, Old girl says, I will continue to set boundaries for my own well-being. But once again, 
your tweet was purposely antagonistic, even though, yes, the who responded to it failed to read between the lines and comprehend. But this was the energy you were asking for. You were looking for this and they gave it to you. Okay. Uh, let's see. Talking about racism. We're not here for racism. Here we go. Nicole Lewis's. Uh oh, <laughs> this is funny. Oh, there it is. Rainbow. Oh, okay. She, uh, this one says Nicole Lewis's hate towards black men could very well be rooted in her sexuality. This is yet another mental health professional with affiliations to the El Gibbets who use their platform and degrees to spew anti-black rhetoric. Uh oh, uh oh. She says, wow, you're really doing that. You're really doing this. Let's go into the thread. Let's go into the thread. And once again, women going to do what they do. They're going to they gonna circle those wagons. So this person says, so you're getting hatred from a bunch of men who never had any intention of seeking you out as a therapist Two, clearly are in need of therapy that they aren't getting. Uh, three are proving your point with their hateful comment. Once again, has she not? Oh, uh oh, uh oh. She said March, March 28th, 2022 last year. She said protect, protect black women also means protect us from black men. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Man, Chef Mighty. Oh my God. I, this this is listen, this is why I don't even waste my time in these type of discussions. I don't even waste my time. This shit this shit is so beneath me, man. This shit is so beneath me. This shit is so beneath me. Uh oh, here we go with the nonsense. Child or rainbow can mean so much more than sexual orientation. Some child therapists have it. People who lost a child and had one after it, had one after it, have it. Ally have it. Artists who love color have it. Christians remembering God's promises have it. You can also get in trouble as well. Uh, okay, sis. Okay. Uh oh. The other therapist who got fired a few months ago had a rainbow in her bio too. They really are the same. It's the truth. Definitely noticing the pattern Own what you are. Bro. All you said was you don't want to work with men literally because how they question your ability to do your job and look at them. Somebody tries to give her some sense. Miss Nicole, it's not us at all, but I suggested that this is why everything isn't for social media. The more you add to this, the more they won't stop. Someone else says she's using this as a marketing opportunity to drive traffic to her site. Not, not if this is in good faith. I agree. I agree. Therapists like to get paid too. It's competitive business like any other business. So why wouldn't she want traffic? But she's not a therapist. It would be like calling an LP and a doctor. She broke ethics clause associated with social work by posting that. I'm not trying to get her fired by any means, but every case she has worked associated with a man is questionable and should be reviewed. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Holding the status of licensed social worker allows you to carry out various tasks 
and duties as a social worker from case management to community organization and activities such as vocational counseling. You cannot conduct psychotherapy as a licensed social worker unless under direct supervision of a mental health professional. This one responds, she's a therapist, dude, very so licensed. That's what a licensed therapist is called. He responds, that's not how life works. With licenses come ethics and responsibilities. As a point, this is not, this is how people get malpractice suits because now every case that she touched has to be reviewed due to her bias. She begged for attention and now people are giving it to her. Exactly. Uh, you missed the scene, her title, licensed cl uh, clinical social worker. Uh, LCSW and LSW are different with the former having a good deal more training than the latter. You can't even do a Google search, right? The C means she can absolutely do clinical work, which can include the psychotherapy and working independently in practice. This woman said, this is vile, disgusting and vile. It also reminded me to follow you on IG and I just did. Yo, you know what? They got it. They got it. I'm good. I'm good. This is why I don't even, I don't even waste my time. Y'all shout out to all those guys down the street that, that live for this to argue with women. I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, she continues to say, we have to remember that everyone has their own reality. It's interesting that when I said I, that I don't see children or couples, none of this happened. But it's how you say it, lady. Oh, my gosh. And here we go with the grift. I will be launching the membership earlier than I planned. <laughs> and she quotes, I'm changing the things I cannot accept, Angela Davis. Oh, oh, this stuff just writes itself. This stuff just writes itself. A man just called my business line and said, I wish I could stab you to death, slit your throat, skin you, and wear your face. Yeah, that would be cool. Black women deserve to feel safe. For the people telling me to stop tweeting about it, I've never been one to stop advocating for people, especially myself. Do you think threatening me and being mean to me is going to make me want to see you as a therapy client? A man just called my business line and said, Hey, Nicole, you're a fucking scumbag. Hope you get shot to death. Have a good day. All because I don't want to work with men anymore. This is why it's not safe for me. And they called and they called back to tell me more, but you made it. Oh my gosh. You know what? Yeah. You get the energy. They only give you what you asked for. Could have kept all that to herself. They gave her the smoke she's looking for. People think they deserve so much access to me. Men are harassing me for not, for not being available to them when they had, when they have, and never will reach out for ther for therapy to me, from me, but we wouldn't know if you didn't tell anybody. Okay. I'm being harassed. When did I ever say this? I said, I don't want to work with males and y'all got black men out of that. Apparently I've made it to Facebook and folks are calling for my, my license because I don't want to work with men. My email list hit a thousand subs. Yes. Yeah, this all just, she wants traffic. She wants traffic. 
There are people making burner accounts just to attack me. Hate that for them. Alright, okay. My mentions and DMs are in shambles. Okay, a woman says... This is what a woman says back to her. The tone is questionable and the professionalism, i.e. taking to Twitter to vent is also meh. But this woman earned her license and is saying overwhelmingly men want her to audition instead of them collaborating. Heterosexual women worldwide understand what she's saying. No. She has a right to be pissed. The delivery you may not like, and I understand why, but I get it. I totally understand her feelings. I have friends that have done that because they want to control the narrative outcome. Personally, I have, I always book a session first. I don't mind the venting on Twitter, but to ban all men when requiring a consultation would do seems a bit much. She responds. She's totally justified the, the gall to seek her services, but to expect to control how it goes is very on brand for a lot of men. I'm in agreement with this sentiment. How it was said can unfortunately dilute the message and it's a valid one. Uh oh. Agreed 100%. The tone is giving and it shouldn't and it really shouldn't. If I saw this, I wouldn't want her to be my therapist. I, exactly. Then she responds, she lost her argument when she led with anger and it's unfortunate because she has a right to be angry if this is her experience. However, from my own personal experience, men do expect you to prove and want to establish dominance in all aspects of life. So I feel her. Not y'all getting on the internet to tone police another black woman. Okay, I'm over it. It's definitely the tone. Setting the boundary isn't wrong, but it definitely could have been articulated better. This is a very toxic echo chamber affirming each other's prejudices and trying to justify whatever one another comes up with is a textbook cult behavior. She was wrong. End of story. But a lot of women want to help this lady escape accountability and that creates an unhealthy environment for men. These are people who are not built or ready to lead. Uh oh. The sisterhood is destroying black women's ability to mentally grow and experience life how most people do with that, with consequences for your actions. But every time one of y'all toxic 100 more of you come and support us, her never changing her attitude or approach when it comes to certain things. Okay. I, I'm over it. 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 I'm good. I'm good. Let me do one more Oscar, Oscar watch checkup. Let me get about here and I'm going to go ahead and check out uh, The Last of Us. Damn. Best picture. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Oof. They're killing it. They are fucking killing it. Oh, they are killing it. I really thought the Fablemans or Banshees would have won it. Like, those are my leading contenders, but I'm not, yeah, like I said, dude, everything was in my top three. Wow. Oh, Brandon Frey. Yes. Brandon Fraser got best 
actor for the whale. I'm happy with that. Michelle Yo, everything for best actress. I mean, yo, it's a it's a damn near sweep. Kihi Kwan. Okay, okay. You know what? Yeah, that's what's up. Original screenplay, everywhere all at once. They killed it this year, man. Fucking killed it. Best editing, everything, everywhere, all at once. They fucking killed it, man. They fucking killed it. Shout out to everybody that worked on uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. It was a great film. It's a great film. So I'm not surprised at the, at the, out, at the outcome, outcome. I'm not, I'm not surprised at all. So yeah, that's what's up. Yeah. So y'all, yeah, yeah. Y'all go do a wellness check on Angela Bassett. Just, um, just go do a wellness check on your, on your girl. Uh, with that being said, let me get the body here. Yeah. So now it's, it's, it's the last of us season finale. So I gotta go catch that um we'll be back tomorrow to to do this all over again y'all have a good night peace